Welcome to Tucson New Thought. It's so fun. I always take this moment, right? And in a room where I know that it's all being broadcast, um, it's an interesting like experience to take just a moment because I was always taught when I was doing, you know, the screen presentation, you never have moments of silence. You never have moments. But I think it's important that we all just take this moment right here and right now to allow ourselves to reflect in the silence on the infinite truth at the core of our being. Yeah. You know, one of the reasons it was very important to me to have this experience of our Sunday gathering be in the space for me that we usually have been in. And you know, we're only, it's funny, we're only in this space one more week uh, before the community moves up to the unity, to unity of Tucson and we'll start building a community up there. But it was important for me to be in this space today even in this virtual construct, in this virtual context, because I could have done this from my backyard. I could have. But the reason it was important for me to be in this space is because I think on some level, many of us right here and right now are seeking a sense of normalcy in what is being experienced as a very abnormal world right now. And what can feel normal is space, a physical space, right? And I say that as the preface to this notion that my talk today is called, it's not about the building. <laughs> it's not about the building. And I'm gonna talk a, a bit about that. But I also, wanna, uh, I also want to offer this. Uh, there's a meme that's been going around, and it is a meme. Uh, my, my nephew, Roan, would say that it was not a meme if it was not uh, proliferated virally. But it has gone viral in ministerial circles. And the meme says this, that, uh, <laughs> Just as a reminder that I have never served as a minister during a pandemic, and I can't imagine there are any ministers who have ever served during a pandemic. And so, just as a reminder, this is all new to me. The way that I engage with community, the way that I provide spiritual support in this construct is all new to me, and I expect it's new to you too. So let's allow ourselves to be let off the hook for all the ways in which we feel right here and right now that life is somehow abnormal and different. Let us take into our hearts the sense that we can live in a sense of normalcy. And that is a job that is in mind, that we get to decide what is normal for our experience of life. So I'm just laying it all out on the table. I've never done this before in this construct. I've never, you know, except for the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic. And, and, and if you were here 102 years ago and you're still serving in ministry, if you were serving as a minister then and still serve as serving in ministry now, um, talk to me because I want to talk to you about this infinite life you're leading. <laughs> yes, you can laugh out loud in the room if you're in the room. <laughs> Ernest Holmes wrote this, health and sickness are largely externalizations of our dominant mental and spiritual states. And it's interesting, this is the way it's written. And there's a, there's a, there's a he, he kind of lets us all off the hook a little bit here. I'm gonna read this again. Health and sickness are largely externalizations of our dominant mental and spiritual states. There's a word that he put in there that would seem to be antithetical to the philosophy that we teach, and the word is largely. 
If we say health and sickness are largely externalizations of our dominant mental and spiritual states, that seems to go against the grain of what we actually teach, which is everything that shows up in the world of form, be it health, sickness, vitality, or lack of vitality, everything that shows up in the world of form is the externalization of our dominant mental and spiritual states. It is, it is not largely, all of it, 100%, all of it. Now, what I love about this philosophy is that it allows me the opportunity to determine my relationship to all of this, this entire experience. And our relationship to the entire experience determines how we choose to proceed, how we express in this world. And so we've been asked by the people that we have decided to put into positions of, of decision-making, and I call those the politicians, we have decided to put them in positions of decision-making to be in, and they keep saying social distancing, right? I say, no, let us not socially distance. Like we, while we are being encouraged to be physically distant, we don't have to be socially distant. There are ways to reach out and experience connection. And so let us engage in that. We have come together here in this venue for more than, than, than inspiration on a weekly basis, have we not? You know, we can feel like we're distancing and socially isolating. And that's a thing. I want to acknowledge that is a thing that we may be feeling. We may be feeling socially isolated. But again, I chose to be in this space and broadcast from this space with the understanding that it allows us to feel a sense of normalcy. So we've come together in this venue for more than inspiration. We come together on Sundays for more than inspiration. We come together, I think the number one reason why we come together, why we join together, is community and connection. And so I'm gonna encourage you once again to make a connection, chat with the people who are, in the, who are watching virtually with you. Go ahead, put in some messages, give, in, give words of encouragement. Connect with each other in the way that is possible right here and right now. The circumstances of the world unfold. And sometimes what I have found in my life is that the circumstances of the world lend to a consciousness of shift. You know what they say, shift happens. And as we experience this profound shift, I root myself in one of the 10 core concepts that we teach within the New Thought Philosophy. Um, these are related specifically to the science of mind and spirit, the, the, the particular branch of New Thought Philosophy that I'm in. We have these 10 core concepts, and I'm gonna talk about only the very first one. The very first concept is this, oneness. We are each and every one of us unified as wholeness. Each and every one of us is the infinite power and presence of the divine right here and right now. And I hold to that so firmly in this moment because when I know who I am, and that's one of the tenets of our, of, of our organization, remember who you are. When I remember who I am, when I know who I am, when we, each and every one of us remembers and knows who we are, then this experience becomes something else. There is only one source for all that exists. Everything, you know, the wall, the keyboard, the microphone, everything that exists, the air, the molecules of the air, 
It's all one thing. It is source. It is nothing other than source. It is nothing other than this creative energy. And you know what? I kind of get excited about that because, gosh, boy, what does that mean for me? It means that I get to stand up here at all times and remind myself that I am God. I am. You are God. Each and every one of us is this infinite divine presence living a most magnificent life in the way that we know how. Now, we call that source. We call that infinite source. We call it God. We call it spirit. We call it universal mind and many other synonyms. It doesn't matter what you call it because Ultimately, it comes down to what is the feeling that exists within you that helps you to understand that your interconnectedness to the entire universe. I love to call this the source love. I love to call it love. That's what I almost pretty much always go to is that it is love. All of this, everything that exists is part of the love the energy of creation. That's what love is. Everything is made of this substance of love. Everything. And there is no separation from love. We cannot ever be separated from this loving creative source that I call love. There is only oneness. There is only oneness. The study of the New Thought philosophy ultimately is the study of this thing, love, this interconnected, unifying energy, the study of love in all aspects of life, showing up as all aspects of life. So while we may be feeling isolated, while we may be feeling separated from our community in this brief period of time, and I'm, and I'm going to say, this is going to, you know, it, I'll tell you, I woke up this morning, I thought, oh, it's Sunday. Last Sunday, we met in person. Many of, many, there were many people who were here in person, and it was magnificent. And did I know that this Sunday was going to be a very different paradigm a week ago? No. And then that week, I just want to take a poll of the people that I see in the room. Doesn't it feel like it's been the longest week ever? Like, it's very different, right? Yeah. It's very different. And so while we may be feeling isolated, and I know that there may be some people who are watching in localities where you're not supposed to leave your home, except for, you know, essentials. While we may feel, feel separated from our community, what I know is that energetically, there is absolutely no separation. And so rooting myself in that energy, here's a question that I bear in mind. In what way, and I'm going to invite you to just ruminate on this question for yourself. In what way can I bring more of me, more of the love that I have to share to this thing called life, given the circumstances I am currently experiencing? In what way can I bring more of me, more of the love that I have to share to this thing called life, given the circumstances that I'm currently experiencing? What does that bring up for you? It's a rhetorical, Logan. <laughs> A rhetorical question. Just check in. What comes up for you? I called today's talk, It's Not About the Building, for two reasons. Number one, yes, we feel a sense of normalcy by being in comfortable and familiar environments. And while I miss having this room that I'm currently in, filled to the brim with people as it often is on a Sunday, I know a deeper truth. I know that it's not about the building because my truth is 
that this philosophy is meant to be lived every day in every way. That is the work. That is the work. We have been called upon during this unprecedented time to put love to the test. Think about that. Now, I don't believe in tests coming down to us from on high. I want to be very clear about that. I believe that if there is a test, it is rooted in consciousness. It is rooted in the consciousness of each and every one of us that we have to experience tests in our lives. And you know what? That is also me saying, I have experienced tests in my life. Has anyone else experienced a test in their life? A few? few? Yeah, yeah. The idea of the test being necessary to some expression and experience in our life is something that we take on. So I am sorry, and I'm going to apologize to the entire world, because clearly if I'm having the experience of global pandemic, which means that we have to be socially isolated from one another, then I am the one who is responsible for that. Get it? Because I'm experiencing it. And so I want to apologize to everybody in the world who is reacting to the test that I apparently needed to experience myself. But there is no test from on high. There is a collective consciousness that has transmuted itself into this particular form. And we have the capacity, each and every one of us, to change our minds about this experience. And you know what happens when we change our minds about the experience? The experience will change. Ernest Holmes said, if every day things are a little better, a little happier, a little more harmonious, a little more health-giving and joyous, if each day we are expressing more life, we are going in the right direction. And so I say, let us take this opportunity to reset our consciousness, to reset our minds into that notion that every day things are getting a little better. Every day things are getting a little happier. Every day things are getting a little more harmonious, a little more health-giving and joyous. Let us commit each day to expressing more life and knowing that we are going in the right direction. Boy, that feels good. And you know what? Those little things, the, those, those, the ways, those ways that we look at things that are getting a little better, a little happier, a little more, a little more harmonious, a little more health-giving, they do not have to be experienced in the construct of pandemic. This can end, but as it ends, let us hold on to the lessons that we learned that every single day is the opportunity to evolve, to be more love. And I believe that we can be more love in every day and in every way, that that is our opportunity in this moment to know more deeply now than ever before that love is the way. We can lead with love. We can lead with kindness. We can lead with harmony and peace in our hearts and know that that is the way the entire world is showing up. (sighs) We have an opportunity to explore new ways of being, and I trust we are moving in the right and perfect direction as we do so. So our job, we all have a job in this, each and every one of us, we have a job in this experience. All of this, our job in all of this is to nurture in mind the thoughts that we want to have blossom in our experience. We are the ones who are nurturing, I talked last week about nurturing the seed. We are the ones who are implanting that seed and we must nurture the seeds that we want to grow. We must water them with love. All creation, everything that exists, all of it, 100% of it, 
gestates in the womb of the subjective. Our work is to allow the free flow of this energy, allowing it to be directed by our minds, free of compulsion. We don't need to compel the law to do its work. We don't need to compel creation to happen. All we need to do is set our minds aligned in love and kindness, peace, harmony, joy, and wisdom, and trust to know that every experience of our life shows up with that conscious awareness. The whole philosophy of new thought is essentially rooted in what we used to say, well, I mean, many of us do still say it, I'm, I'm about to say it, change your thinking, change your life. We're having a life right now, an experience of life that I think many of us could never have imagined was going to be quite like this. And if we are ready for something to shift, our work is to be the point at which the infinite expresses as a unified wholeness, because one alone in consciousness with the infinite constitutes a complete majority. We are the point at which we can change this entire experience. Change your thinking, change your life. Change your beliefs, change your life. Address those feelings that come up that are exponentially affecting your beliefs and your feelings, and your life follows forth. It flows forth perfectly in alignment with that consciousness. Now, if we have come to believe that this is difficult, guess what? It's difficult. And so if that is where your mind is right now, all right, I'm going to give you permission to let yourself off the hook. There is no reason any of us needs to hold on to the notion that any of this is difficult. You are not a victim of the circumstances of your life. And I think a lot of people right now are walking around feeling like they're victims to circumstances beyond their control that are outside the self. You cannot be a victim to the circumstances of your life when you understand and know that you are the one who changes those circumstances that it all begins in mind. This is all part of our natural evolution. This experience is part of our natural evolution. I think as a unified wholeness, as a constructive common unity. This is part of our natural evolution because all I see on what I can perceive as the other side of this experience, all I see is a changed world and a world that is changed for the better because I am so excited about what flows forth from this paradigm. When intelligence makes a demand upon itself, it answers its own demand out of its own nature and cannot help doing so. Ernest Holmes. When intelligence makes a demand upon itself, it answers its own demand out of its own nature and cannot help doing so. We are intelligence embodied and expressed. And so it is our work to actively demand upon ourselves with the understanding that we are this infinite unified wholeness to demand that it create a magnificent experience of life from its own nature. It cannot help but do so. That is who and what we are. When thoughts come up in you that you, when here, how do I want to, give me a minute because I'm thinking like, how do I want to structure this? When thoughts come up in you, and they do come up in you, they come up in me, I'm nobody, like, let's just understand. When thoughts come up in you that don't support the demand for love, kindness, health, when those thoughts come up in you, it is your job, it is my job when those thoughts come up in me. It is our job, we take on the responsibility in knowing who we are, to in those moments when things show up in our mind that are not in alignment with the best me 
that we can be to stop ourselves in that moment, to relax, to recognize, and to rethink. I get really, really excited up here. And you know, I, part of what I posted is that I wanted today to be kind of like you're having the video experience of what normally happens on a Sunday. And I'm, you know, the funny thing is I don't find myself going back and forth as much, but I've still got the energy because I know for me that it is an opportunity to relax, recognize, and rethink. And this is part of the way that I do it. So I do it with a lot of gregariousness. But there are also those times that I take in the silence. And if you want to experience the silence, just experience the silence. This morning there was an opportunity and I know many of you watching were part of that opportunity. At nine o'clock this morning, local time, I went online and I did a healing meditation, which was essentially a, it was about a 25 minute spoken treatment, prayer treatment. And what I loved about that is that it was exactly in alignment with the time frame that there are people all over the world who are engaging in prayer prayer for this world, for the healing of this world, and for the healing of this thing called pandemic. And coming together as a unified wholeness and knowing that I was connected and part of that unified wholeness, and to the degree that you were with me experiencing that, you were connected with that unified wholeness, that moment of silence was my opportunity to relax, recognize, and rethink. And so there are myriad ways of experiencing this. We have all been given a great gift each and every one of us, we have been given a great gift in this experience. We have been given the gift of discovery. We've been given the gift of discovery. So the question then becomes, in this discovery, is our faith in alignment with the lessons that we learn in this building, even when we are not in this building? because it's not about the building. It's about what you do, the way you are, the consciousness you carry, and the understanding you have of your connectedness to the entire universe when you move beyond these four walls. And so here now, those of you who are sitting at home or wherever you are watching this experience, wherever you are having this experience, allow yourself to know that your faith in alignment with the notion that you are love and you are light is the thing that heals this entire experience. With that, I want to offer this, an answer to the question that comes up for so many. What do we do? What do we do in this experience? Number one, and I am going to say this out loud, follow the guidelines that are put forth by the people that we have put into uh, positions of making decisions for us. Follow the guidelines. That is a loving action. I had a lot of people reach out and, and uh, well, no, actually, I didn't. I should, I should not... I mean, I guess I perceive that people were reaching out to me in a particular way because I have an idea that that's what was happening, but it's not true because it was, none of it was directed at me directly. But there were a number of people who are in this philosophy who, would, who were sending messages to communities who were going completely online or completely virtual, however you want to talk about it, and saying, doesn't this, doesn't this prove that you don't believe in the philosophy that we teach? And I say, absolutely not. 
this proves that I am absolutely rooted in the philosophy that I teach because what I also know is that as I make decisions in my own life, grounded in the safety, security, and support of everyone around me, that that is a loving action. I am not rooted in fear in this experience. And I invite you to not be rooted in fear in this experience. Each and every one of us are taking loving action in the way that we know how in this thing. So follow the guidelines. Because it's also not about whether or not I get whatever this thing is, COVID-19 or coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. It is not about whether I get it. It's about the degree to which I may be proliferating something that I don't want to proliferate to the entire world. And so I choose to follow the guidelines. Also, pray, treat, whatever you call it. Take the time during this period where many of us have to be home to engage in purposeful spiritual practice. It is the most powerful tool there is, and you are a person of power. That I know. You are a person of power. Be willing to recognize the effects of the world as flowing forth from consciousness. And those are the things that a collective consciousness are expressing in the world of form and have the knowledge that you can change it. The only way to do that is to create new cause. And that's what prayer treatment is all about. It is about creating new cause in mind so that it shows up in the world of form. Rethink rethink let your mind land on spiritual truth but what does the spiritual truth feel like here's the thing here's what spiritual truth feels like it feels like the most magnificent loving energy you could possibly imagine and i get god bumps thinking about it i've never used that phrase before <laughs> until this moment because everybody's you know people are like oh i'm going to call them god bumps instead of goosebumps but i like today they really do feel like god bumps I know who I am, and I know that I have a physical reaction to the love that is in my heart, and that physical reaction shows up in the world of form. You are the creator living as you. So today, beyond the walls of this building, take a step into proving this. I have faith in you. Namaste. Hello, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz. And I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of My Sunday Message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, www.tucsonnewthought.org. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.